Hello everyone out there. And welcome to a brand new episode of In The Club, the Class For Kids podcast. So we're in the studio today and we have a very exciting new piece of kit for our podcast. Woo! Ooh, we turned six months, not years, six months old. Yes, it's our birthday. It's our six month birthday. So for listeners out there, you have had monthly music to your ears for the past six months. And we decided to gift ourselves with some new podcast kit. So hopefully it's coming across silky smooth. Silky smooth, like we're on the radio. Yeah, and we've got loads of little tricks we can do with this. So like every time I start now, I think that it should go, here's Stephen, and it should kind of go... There'll be a round of applause for me, I think. Woo! And what about when I come? Oh, that's a definite. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to make some massive use of all these absolutely annoying sounds, I think. Just to let you in in a little bit of context, I have no control over these buttons. It's all Stephen, so, you know... It's all going to be biased towards him because he thinks he's really cool. But as one of our colleagues said, it's always the people that think they're cool who really aren't. Oh, I like these buttons. Who have we got today, Rebecca? We have the double J's, Josh and Jamie. JJ Abrams. JJ Abrams. Is he here? No, we've got JJ, Josh and Jamie from First Touch Football. Oh, that's just as good as JJ Abrams. Uh, I don't know who JJ Abrams is. I'm sorry. Directed. Oh, I forgot that you know everybody in Hollywood. You also know everybody in radio because, of course, you used to work there. I did. Hi, Hi everyone, radio. Yep, well, these buttons are getting old fast. No, I was referring to Josh and Jamie, not JJ Abrams. Gotcha. Josh and Jamie, of course. Our friends, Josh and Jamie, are from First Touch Football. It's actually one of the first clubs, in fact, the first club we got to see after the world was in lockdown. Yeah, we got to visit them at their pitch um, in the south side of Glasgow. For those of you who are local, we got to go out and visit their pitch in Muir End. And yeah, it was just really exciting to be able to get back out at that point in time and visit uh, another human being that wasn't somebody from Class for Kids. That's right. I thought it was all an illusion at first, but it turned out they were real. They were very friendly. They are, in fact, the ant and deck of football, as we've come to know them. And without further ado, I think we'll just launch in. Yeah, let's learn about what Josh and Jamie are doing with their football academy and hear more about their story. Here we go. Enjoy. We are here with the guys from First Touch Football. We've got Josh and Jamie. How are you doing, guys? Oh, very well. Good afternoon. I would say that um, it's really good to have you on the podcast for the first time, but this isn't actually the first time that we've had you on the podcast. Um, We brought you in. How long ago was it, Rebecca? Probably about six months ago. Six months ago we brought you in and thanks to the miracle of failing technology, that audio was lost, unfortunately. But I think that this is a lot longer on in your business. Uh, There's probably a better story to tell now. Uh, There's way more to speak Uh, on. Last time we were only four or five months old, so a lot more to go for this time. So where should we start, Rebecca? I think we should rewind and hear a little bit about where First Touch Football came from and how the club started. Of course, let's rewind now. Well, on that note, why don't you tell us a little bit about what inspired you both to start First Touch Football? So the background of First Touch was myself and Josh would coach together for about five years on the south side prior to starting First Touch. We actually started on the same day, didn't we, Josh? Jamie and I started working for the company we were with previously on the same day, actually, and we got on real well ever since, and... Over the sort of five, six years we worked together, we built a good relationship and coming out of lockdown, we decided to try and give it a go doing this ourselves. Touching on that, the first day, it was probably the worst session me and Josh have ever done together. <laughs> none, yeah. of us, none of us had a clue of what we were doing. So like we just started for the first day, the person that was meant to be like mentoring had sort of moved on and just left him and Josh to run the ship. So is that how it happens in this kind of, is it, there should be a mentor picking you up and kind of going through everything with you, but you were just left. 
Uh, so um, we were supposed to come in with a sort of coach mentoring us, but it was uh, Sunday afternoon around three o'clock when one of the big football teams in Glasgow play. And he decided, I'll just go off and watch this game and leave the two rookies to just sort of suss it out themselves. <laughs> we wouldn't ask which team it was. <laughs> okay, so what did you do in that session? I want to hear, was it a Rami where the kids just running around a riot? Or were you actually, do you think, right, I'm just going to take this by my hands and just get on with it? I'd say it was controlled chaos. <laughs> I like that, controlled chaos. Uh, we could use that in here often. Oh, all the time, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing, the kids would never know the difference. Well, you'd hope. <laughs> when it was like the youngest age group as well, what was it, three to fours? Ah, it was tots. So. Yeah, it was tots, so it was like all the theme stuff. I think we'd done, we took the basic one, the jungle theme, right. just because can't go wrong with that one. So that was obviously when the two of you guys first met, but when was the kind of idea for First Touch itself born? So through, um, through the lockdowns, everyone sort of sits down and has loads of time to think and there's nothing else to do but think. So we kind of, through chat, said, you know what? We've been doing this for long enough. We've got a good idea of what happens. The site that we'd been coaching at previously, everybody had a really good relationship and got on with us. So we thought we've got all the sort of groundwork to start something on our own and really build it up and put our own spin on it and do things our way rather than how we'd been sort of channeled to do things before. And when you brought on new coaches, did you make sure they had mentors? <laughs> We made sure that they were mentored from us from day one. So we wanted to try and instill the way that we do things, which had been successful in the past, into our new coaches so that sort of the future was just as successful. So we actually done that quite smartly as well. Like we like brought in wee groups as well just before we started, like officially. Mm. So we had like groups that were running with myself and Josh. But before we like launched properly in the gym, we brought everybody on site and just had like wee training days. Mm. That was a bit like, what is it, before they run a movie, they do like test screens and stuff. We've oh, done, right, okay. done some like, first touch football test screens where we brought in like, small groups of kids and put on a few sample sessions for the new coaches to see sort of what we wanted it to look like. And so you mentioned June there as the start of first touch football, which must mean we're in May now, just towards the end of May. So is a birthday coming up? What's the date of the, the starting date? We've actually got two birthdays, don't we? Uh, so one, one, one birthday already passed, so the sort of on-paper boring incorporation birthday was in April. But our sort of first birthday... Um, June. Uh, the anniversary of our first session is the 12th of June. Exciting stuff. Now that must be quite a big jump going from being a coach, kind of mentoring that kind of thing to actually a, a business owner, because that's what you guys are, right? How was the jump between coaching to business owner, but also still being involved in sessions and coaching? Yeah, in short, we'd kind of gone from just being bog standard out there in coach to kind of slightly supervisory, borderline managerial at the place that we were at, where we are sort of helping the sort of newer coaches getting into the role and sort of training and stuff like that. But in terms of running any sort of the business or the marketing or this, that we had no real experience of that. So that's one of the things I personally really, really enjoyed. Of is, le- sort of, is learning more about that. Yeah, I have um, really enjoyed just learning how to keep the wheels turning and um, I ways of marketing the company. And so you do enjoy that side of it, the kind of the marketing side and the more promotional side of it? Yeah, well, it's how you grow the business. Isn't it? Like obviously, you want to get a good product there, but to sell that product, people need to see it and understand what's good about it. And that's what we really enjoyed trying to sort of tell our story out there and give them an idea of what we're doing and why it's so great. Okay, so I think we came out to visit you probably around about April time last year. I think you had around about 200 kids in the class. You'd been open for something like five or six weeks. So that was already a pretty amazing number to reach in a short space of time. Let's say fast forward a year because you're almost a year old. Where are you guys now? 
Yeah, so we'd started like in East Kilbride and the south side at home of Muir End. Mm-hmm. And sort of at that time, it was quite a lot going on mm-hmm. at once. So we've just decided now to sort of bring everything to one, all at Muir End. And it's a lot easier to manage and... We got a wee bit excited and tried to be everywhere at the same time. Okay. And we could have sort of focused our efforts all in the one place and been a bit more efficient. Like before trying to do a million different sites, why not get all the pitch space filled at the one site and yeah. fill all the time slots in one place before trying to spread out and be everywhere and have coaches in a million different places and trying. So you pulled it back in a little bit to Aye. that, right? And, it's, and is that working well? Is that growing now? Yeah. Instead of trying to get Aye. loads and loads of new clients, we sort of went for the ones we've got, upsell them into other classes and get them doing more things and rather than just trying to be everywhere at the same time. And is it still something then that you might then, like, so it's, it's no mistake in business, it's like mm. you guys are just learning along the way, but is it something that you might go back into further down the line, like you'd still want to expand once you've kind of, seems like you've pulled everything back in mm. here to get this ship running really tightly. Right. Once the ship's absolutely airtight, would it then potential potentially move again. Yeah, no, definitely. We've still got space at Muir End now to like grow further like into the later into the afternoon and maybe even early evenings, but definitely once all that's filled up, we'll definitely look to different areas and stuff. Yeah. And I'd say having a if you've got a stronger product, like if we get Muir End's like absolutely perfect, when you then do venture into other places you've got a good example to show people. Whereas at the time we started trying to go to other places initially, we didn't quite have a good enough sort of story to tell of what we're doing because it was we're only a couple of months old so well yeah I, we've been here for a couple of months it's, it's good we promise you but now we've actually got like look we've been doing this for a you're year you're super here. confident you've got that whole conference behind you with the business as well and like you've got a story now to tell uh, I think you're a year further down the line so there's you know there's sort of confidence in that and that you're on your socials for a year you've got all the customer testimonials and you're actually you've got a model that you can then take into other areas so you know you're talking there about we get customers in and then we start to upsell to them so you've really got something that's actually very business savvy so what what is it that you're upselling are you doing other classes camps uh, so recently since the last time we spoke to you and you have been out we've like started our teams so our teams now go and compete in the leagues at weekends on a saturday and a sunday some of them playing the east ren league some playing the Paisley league so that will take kids from maybe doing one session a week to two sessions a week. Yeah, it obviously gives them that platform to go and play against other kids, other other teams. And what what age what age range is that then that they can go until he's is that as as young as or? Uh, so our youngest one right now is two thousand and sixteen age. Uh, that's when the, that's the youngest league that we've got, and we've got a two thousand and thirteen. So is that born? Two thousand fourteen. Yeah, I, so yeah. the leagues the leagues start uh, the fun fours begin when you're kind of P one five. Right. So the idea with the teams is we wanted to have a sort of bottom to top sort of process them to go through a little pathway where we do our talks from two and then those same clients sort of will walk from two to three to four to five to six through primary school up to sort of the end of primary. So it was a path to sort of retain the customers from beginning till the end, which is kind of something we've looked at the other people around the area doing similar football things and there's no one who's really got that sort of bottom straight to the top there's a lot of people doing the bottom, a lot of people doing the top, but... And nobody's working the middle. Doing the full. We've got the whole path, yeah. 
that right there is what a unique selling point, isn't it? Then so that's kind of where you've honed in on. You find your niche, and I think you know, yes, you're running the fun side of it, but there's also that investment and commitment that you're getting from parents and children up front. Right, you're going to have fun at these classes. You're going to learn, but actually, there's a competitive side if you want to to get into it. So you've got that buy-in from an early age, and therefore there's years ahead where you can plan sessions for them. So yeah. Like as much as the tots come in, like the two-year-olds will run about with us, pretend to be Buzz Lightyear and Woody and the rest of it. But we've got like UEFA licenses that like we've we are qualified. We understand football to a much higher degree than yeah. running about the football jungle as well. So it's good that <laughs> it's good that the kids and you've we've we've worked with some kids since they were two who are now like eight, nine, ten. So a bit of continuity. Yeah, uh-huh. very aware of all of the other competition round about you and it sounds like you've kind of found that area that needed filled in and you've kind of approached it from that angle so it's that's admirable as well you're, you're looking for the gaps in the market and um and you're putting your services there and obviously touching on it as well like we're, we're not naive like we know that not everybody wants to be playing in teams so we'll also have just the community classes for people to turn up and have fun people coming in for beginning football the first time like there might be Somebody that's never played football, just want to come have fun with their friends or whatever. So we we'll always offer like community stuff and the more serious stuff. Should they want to take football a wee bit more serious and play league matches? Yeah. I like how many times have we had parents coming in saying, "Oh, my child's never played football before, and they're wanting to get a bit of confidence." And by the time they've been with us for a whole block, they're like someone who's been playing football their whole life. Like the confidence they get, even if their ability isn't incredible after a couple of weeks, just the fun and enjoyment they have playing football, not worrying that, oh, I'm not as good as everybody else, or they're laughing at me, or uh, they just feel, it's a comfortable environment we've got where people can come and just have fun. Yeah, let's touch on that a minute, actually, then. So you kind of said, you know, it's there's two branches to the business. There's this kind of competitive league side of it, and then there's the fun side for children who maybe just come in a young child, or maybe they're a wee bit older, they just need to gain that kind of skill. Do you see yourselves as people who are actually doing more than just football? Because... I see activity clubs or football academies, dance school, you're more than just the dance school or the football academy owner. You're actually giving children skills for life. So you're talking about confidence building. What what else do you notice in the children when they're at your sessions? You know, is it communication? Is it like actually integrating with other children? All those kind of things. I think the integrating one's a big one, especially since obviously lockdown. Like there's some kids that have never been in groups, especially if I was working with two year olds, three year olds. There's some that's never had the chance to go to parent and toddler groups, baby groups. So the fact that they can come into our sessions and integrate with maybe like a class of 10 kids, that's like a huge one right now. Like, it's so sad to think about it like that, isn't it? Like the, yeah. the, there's actual kids that you are getting to see that were locked up for two years. Or so well, we, we got... So <laughs> really we, sounds like... <laughs> Just to clarify to listeners, they weren't locked up. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, this was, Lock, this was locked, locked down. down. <laughs> if we started too, the kids who came in who were born in the house didn't see anything else outside the house until... Like they start football and nursery, so it's yeah. There's a lot of sheltered, sheltered. Well, not sheltered, but yeah, no, it's, away. So Josh, touching back, then you kind of talked about marketing being something that you've been really excited to learn about. Something maybe you didn't know about before the business and for yourself as well, Jamie. What would you say has been the biggest channel of growth for you when it comes to marketing? So is it word of mouth? Is it Facebook reviews? All those kind of things. Not word of mouth by a million miles. It's it's all good us telling you we're great, but peer-to-peer when a parent says it, then that's worth more than anything ever. There's no ad spend that can match like parents shouting about you. 
Yeah. So like parent networks have been a big thing that have fueled your growth. What, what are your numbers now? Where are you sitting at in terms of how many kids you've got coming every week? We went from having 15 kids, 15 kids in Easter camp to having 40 for the voting day. And wow. Since then, the numbers have sort of been 30 plus and we every camp. The, when we looked at the reg questions, there was a whole load to it. Like we go to um, Bar Primary and one of the parents had put in the group chat and it just like blew up. And oh, really? the next camp after that, those parents have then told their pals and it's like, yeah, I think people sometimes underestimate the power of a parent network or word of mouth when it comes to any business, not just through sort of football academies. But that's one of the things with the class for kids system at the end of their booking. You should be encouraging your customers to share that because they can do that on WhatsApp, Facebook, all those kind of things. So it's actually really useful when a parent does book in, they've got that immediate access to share it in groups. Right. Um, it's like you guys, you've got Opoly across the road, but in here we've got all the momfluencers rather than the influencers. Momfluencers, <laughs> I like that. There's, there's some moms who are like powerful on Facebook that. If they say something, it'll I like that. spread. And that's the new word of the day, mumfluencer. Mumfluencer. We've also got like some parents that work in education, like some are school teachers, some are uh, nursery teachers, and they've like, actually recommended us to go along to the school to do sessions, to go into the nurseries to like mm-hmm. provide like football sessions to the nursery and stuff. So Do you do nurseries and things like that as well then? I've got lots of nurseries. Aye, that's me. that's sort of um Nine, nine, nine till three we're in schools, nurseries, etc. Wow. And then at the weekends we do the classes and teams and stuff. Yeah, I think after school hours as well. Schools and nurseries are a huge thing, I think, for lots of businesses like you. Um, so what, what are you, nine till three every day? What's your schedule kind of like? Uh, well, Monday we take the you now's a chill day. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, well, pretty right. full on. And do you do evening sessions as well those yeah. days? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Monday we do evenings. Monday, Monday And weekends as well. Weekends, don't weekends, do well. evenings on the weekends. Do no, but um, the school the schools are a good outreach, like the schools nurseries, because we tried to sort of focus our efforts on getting schools and nurseries round about where our main site at Murenda is, so that we could kind of channel those kids into those classes. And what was that like, actually reaching out to these schools and nurseries? Because I think sometimes people don't know how to. Where's the starting point? Where do I actually reach oh, out to? I was a phone calls. Hey. I was a phone calls. Right. I was a phone calls to the schools. Two nurseries, right. schools, nurseries. Uh, schools, a wee bit of schools, but mostly nurseries. And this is this is when I tried to learn how to start cooperating, writing people's sales emails. Like, Hi, first touch football, we do this, this, that, uh, and it felt like so. I, look, I remember that, so I keep I write everything on my. I hate typing on the laptop, so I type everything in my notes, and I could scroll through my notes and look at like emails I'd written right when we started to the stuff I would write now, and it's I, head and shoulders just through a bit. Of, when it comes to cooperating, there's something called the ugly first draft, which is basically where you just get everything out, get it out from your head, get it onto paper, and then you go back. So that sounds like an ugly first draft, which is what what we do when we're doing bits of I had content a few for people. Of ugly first drafts. That's all right. Well, listen, there's still ugly first drafts here. It's just a process. I can't say it. Now leave that stuff for Josh. I'm one that just rather put the phone off and just have a conversation, um, put stuff into words. That's good at compliments each other. Two prong attack. He's 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 doing the. <clears throat> He's doing the written side of things and you're, you're picking up the phone. What would you say works better then in terms of a response rate from schools and nurseries? The phone call or the email or is it kind of 50 50? Uh, a lot of them sort of like when we speak to them on the phone, they then ask for like maybe a wee email right. as well so that we can maybe describe the sort of session a wee bit further and they've got it on paper to then just mm-hmm. communicate back a bit easier. So it's sort of 50 50 that way. Mm-hmm. It's just good to hear, I think, that schools yeah. and nurseries are back to this place of having, you know, football academies, dance schools coming in to teach 
different classes out with their sort of regular PE curriculum. I think, you know, because that's something that obviously was lost during lockdown. It was just a no-go. So to hear that they're back. When did you start being allowed back into then? Because Rebecca's right, that's like something that was quite like... allowed back in today. (laughs) No, I think every nursery's all got different rules. So some of them have got like good outdoor facilities, like they might have like wee muggers across the road that you can go and use. What are they called? A mugger. Multi-usage games arena. I'm like, mugger? I'm like, oh, that's... Have you ever seen those... Like in the states, you'll get like a wee metal cage with like, like a basketball, basketball hoops hoop. and a goal. And oh, right, okay. Right. Right, so not, a lot of nurseries are lucky to have like maybe them across the road. Okay. So like they will take the kids to there, mm-hmm. and it gives them a great area to work. Some of them have got a decent sized garden that yeah. they use there. But well, when we when we first sort of called a lot of nurseries, we made a list of we, we sat down one day and just listed all the nurseries within like a ten kilometre circle, <laughs> and then just went through them. One by one by one, and all the notes beside them was like, call back after lockdown, call back when restrictions ease, call back when this, call back when that. And I, so we probably that we managed to get busy enough having not called them back, but right. when we've got more staff and the rest of the stuff, we should probably call more. them all back. Right. <laughs> so there's like one route of expansion already mm-hmm. that you're talking about. So yeah. you've, you've homed in on an area and then you're still homing in on that area, but just through a different channel to grow the business. It's just, yeah, very inspiring to hear where you guys are at. Great to catch up with Josh and Jamie. I'm struggling now to not say the word fantastic because listening back to a few of the podcasts from the last six months, I realise I say fantastic a lot. Mm, and I've noticed that I say absolutely a lot, so please don't let me say absolutely anymore. Absolutely, I won't. Fantastic, Stephen. <laughs> As we explained at the beginning, we recorded the first of their podcasts way back at the beginning mm. of our, our journey as podcasters, and it was just great to finally um, have them on the airwaves. What were your takeaway points from that interview? I think there was a lot to take away from that podcast, but first of all, can we please mention the new word that will be submitted to the Oxford Dictionary at some point in the future, Momfluencer. Momfluencer, absolutely. I mean, it sounds like the band Momfluencers and Sons. I mean, yeah, that'd be copyright, a, copyright. I'd go and see them. Yep, that'd be good. Let me actually Google this because this could be a real word that we have just not heard because we are definitely not influencers and neither of us are mothers. Well, it looks like it is in some articles, Momfluencer. Let's have a look at the definition. Oh, we're digging deep here today. It's become an investigative journalist podcast. Mm. A momfluencer is someone with a large following on digital platforms or blog sites. But I think in Jamie and Josh's case, what they're talking about is using word of mouth in a marketing sense, using their parent network to maybe generate more interest in their business or just spread the word about what their academy is doing. So, you know, yeah, they don't have to have a digital platform to be a momfluencer, apparently. No, um, and again, one of the things that they spoke about was word of mouth. This kind of falls into that as well. For them, word of mouth is absolutely key. I, I think word of mouth is key for them, but also what they talked about was their relationship with external parties like schools and nurseries and actually they fill a lot of their hours now in the daytime so yes they do have evening classes running but they're utilising the time that they have spared during the day when they're not thinking about session planning or growing the business or doing any sort of admin to actually think about how can we best utilise our time and make revenue at the same time. They've been very smart and focusing all now of their uh, efforts and talents into one area. Mm. Uh, I think that they, they said themselves at the beginning they maybe opened a, a few too many places too quickly. Yeah. But now what they're doing, which is admirable, reaching in all their efforts in at the south side of Glasgow where their clubs are full. 
Mm. And they're thriving, they're filling all the pitches. There, I so. mean, we've seen that with other podcast interviews that we've had with Janie, for example, at J-Star Performance Academy. Um, she wanted to start out really broad and, you know, go to loads of different areas, but actually finding the time to get between those locations and really homing in on who the community is in that space is a challenge. So therefore, when maybe you reach in, like you've said, recalibrate, focusing on a pocket area and really becoming the go-to academy club school in that area is exactly what Josh and Jamie are doing and they're doing it really well. They're thriving. It's been a really interesting journey to watch these two guys. As I said at the beginning, they are the Ant and Deck of football. Mm -hmm. Fun guys. They've been in stand-up here before. We had them in. Yeah, Yeah, we've had them in for stand-up and they came in not that long ago, probably maybe about four months ago with cupcakes and champagne. And the reason that they did that was because it was a year since they took their first booking through the Class for Kids system. So I think they've just celebrated their first birthday. Really excited to continue to watch this club grow. This story has been great. I think that we are part of that story now, which yeah. is it's just so nice. Um, and yeah, guys, if you're out there listening, we finally got the podcast out. Woohoo! Woo! So we hope you enjoyed it. And uh, oh, no, 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 use one of your buttons. Use one of your buttons. Oh, I mean, it's not just us cheering; it's all the all the listeners. Right. Okay, here is to Josh and Jamie. Stop. Start. I have all the control at my fingertips now. Thank you so much to everyone who's tuned in over the past six months. We really hope you enjoy listening to the podcast and that you're taking a lot of valuable information away for your own business. We are going to do a shameless plug and say that if you are a regular listener to the podcast, remember you can review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Right, guys, thanks for listening and um, hit them all at once. (laughs) 